0: So we will going do a little bit of Shiva history. Shiva, greater Washington history today. So the Shiva started in 1995. Uh, and uh, the region with the Wababata, the and the, when the Shiva reaches 30 Bukhara, they bring a second revenue. So within two years, the Shiva reached 30 Bukhara. And... I was hired as a Rebbe, but of course, as yeshivas go, there's not enough money for everything, so they have this, yeah. they did an 8th grade Rebbe also, so they have this credit to should teach 8th yeah. grade together with uh, manners. Uh There's no curly yet, this is, there was the 2nd year of Beis Medrash, that's what ours one does now, um, Rabbi Weinberger or Rabbi Kassir, all rolled into one. Uh, so... Um, the first year I was here I taught 8th grade also, so I went to middle school, which was in the science lab, and this part of the building didn't exist yet, this was a football field, and there was a lot of trailers in the back, and I was there, I taught them Halacha, I taught them Gomorrah, and then at 11 o'clock I came into 11 11.45 I came into matters and I said cheer at 12. Of course, Ron was commuting in those days, so Abraham was going back soil, to Ritz 4th on a regular basis. His family was still in Ritz So when he would go, I would say, his Gemara also. So then I would stop at 11, I would say, shift from 11 to 12, 12 to 1. I was also here the whole second Seder. I was in charge of second Seder and night Seder. I was also in charge of night Seder. Um, after one year, I said, I can't do this anymore. It's just not shy. You have to, everybody's losing. But what the strange part, what I did, of course, I we were learning tests about them. Uh, 97, 98, we're learning classes about them, and I told totally and I cannot be teaching a different gemara besides what I'm It's eighth grade, but I'm besides what I'm doing a base language. I can't have my head on two gemaras. Plus a second chapter gemara, which was we're learning Shabbos, I think. Plus a night chapter gemara. I just, it's not, you know, I have, I have my limits. So here I am teaching eighth graders tests about them, which is an absolute exercise in, exercise of futility. I do not recommend it to any human being. Um, so Remurkin hires me, and Remerkin had a problem. Because Remerkin is this very judicious individual, and whatever Silver Spring brings up to him, and the are about them, and welcome, et cetera, he has a way of deflecting it and not saying anything which is controversial, even though he, he really holds otherwise. And he, he sort of insinuates it, but you don't realize that he's told you something you did not want to hear. Uh, I'm more, much more direct, um, and uh, so Remurkin and besides the fact, he knew tells us the was a very, presented things very forcefully when he wanted to. Uh, so tells us a reputation of being rather fiery. Uh, so he didn't want me to discuss certain topics with, with my high school class, because he was afraid that I would present it in a way which would antagonize the uh, st- the students and the, and the, and the, and the, the, the parents of Silver so um, which, again, this is what you're seeing now was after 25 years, 27 years of Yeshiva Gadol, it's a little bit different than it was then. Um, just to put it in perspective, my, the second Shabbos, we were here, my wife took my two-year-old son to play in the park over here, and a woman rightfully surmised that she is the wife of a Rebbe because she was wearing a sheitel. So in T'sket in Mill, 1997, if you're wearing a sheitel, you were a wife of a Rebbe. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. So the two topics where they wasn't allowed to speak to, one of them was college. And tells the Shiba a person is allowed to go to college, but he couldn't be in She'er while he was going to college. So very few people, were, it was relevant. There was a case of one or two people, I think, that I remember the history. There was one person in the history of the that let go to college. so a few itself and And the Shiva, the gifter, allows him to do that. And a little while later, somebody asked him to do the same as calamars. He said, if you can learn as good if you can learn as, as, as calamars, you can go to college also. Rekalmer was an ELU, um, an absolute idiot. so it didn't really count. It's like, uh, you know, comparing yourself to the raghur you, know, it it's it's, you know, just, like, move on. So I told her, I that I am not going to bring up the topic of college. But if the book I'm asking about it, I'm going to say what's on my mind. Yeah. So Remerkin was stuck with me at this point in time, I think we already moved here, so he wasn't going to fire me at that point in time. So, uh, I wasn't the first Rebbe that, that Remurkin had to deal with saying things which were rather controversial. There's a Rebbe here, Rebbe Cooper, he used to, he made me look made me look benign. Uh, so, uh, just one example, Rebbe Cooper, on the on one year in Yama, he brought in some Rebbe say al-Gula al-, al Tamura and learned it with the high school boys. The parents, of course, were livid. They called Reverend Murkin. Says, "I don't know." Said Reverend Cooper, "Smart man, Reverend <laughs> Um Reverend Cooper said, "Before," he said, "You know, it's so nice that you called. I have to tell you, I really like Silver spring. You know, I came from New York. And New York is very close-minded. I have one way to think, and only way to think otherwise. You have to look like, just like there's, there's like group think, You just everybody think the same way. Silver spring, they're so open-minded. You can look at different options." And then you then you th- use to, we trust the, the the young men to think through with their own intelligence after showing them the different options, how to think things through. It's such a beautiful place Silver Spring. Of course we show them a very different range of different ways of looking at something and of course they have to figure out themselves what what's the right thing to do. You have something to call them out? Uh, no no no, we're fine, we're fine. <laughs> so that was very Cooper, Okay. That was like on a daily basis. So I wasn't the worst. Uh, so one one point in time they brought up the question of what what you know, what what are the potential concerns about college. So I think there's four. I only said one. Because, you know, you've got to hedge your bets a little bit. They don't say too much in one shot. So um, the most obvious one, which I didn't say, is, like, this is an idea which I actually, Rabbi Lyman one time shared this thought to me, with me. Um, a person's going to medical school. And medical school is grueling. And, you know, he's not sure he's going to make it or not. So his parents say, you know, while you're at it, why don't you also go to culinary school just in case? You know, do a, do a program, go to medical school, and culinary school at the same time. Nobody's going to say that. You cannot be successful in medical school if you're going to culinary school at the same time. It's, that's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If a person wants to be successful and really become a Talmud Chochem, he has to immerse himself in the world of Torah. Uh, Torah, what you do later on in your life, that's a different question. But while you're in yeshiva, there has to be a time of immersion. That's the, that's the simplest answer. I didn't tell answer. that answer. Um, that are, there are different hashkafas. So it's, a person goes to a college you know, where the, it's, it's higher, of higher learning. These individuals don't just teach their subjects. They believe in their sub- subjects. Uh, the person who teaches uh, English literature believes that if you don't know English literature, you're not really a fully developed human being. So they're selling a, a sheet of life. They're not selling just knowledge. They're giving you a way to look at the world. What well, about that? Their way, it wasn't our way to look at the world. So the second issue. I didn't tell them that either. That a person is exposed to, a person on a college campus is exposed to a large amounts of. But it's already the rise of Shrikaz Daman nowadays to do Shikhazdam also. They didn't do that so much then in those days, you know, but now they're more inclined towards Shrikaz Dhamma also. Um, you know, I mean, you don't to, you don't need me to figure that one out. But I raised the following, this is what I told the boys, you know, the eighth graders, you know. That there's Mark subus, the marksubus says that uh, the post says, so, the more says, Who was this individual who was Oysik Stalka B'chalais? So what are you doing? Stalka every single second? And the Morris says, It's a person referring to a person who's Zalma Mepharnes Banabu B'nei Besa. A person who supports his family. So, the Morse says, so The fascinating thing, the idea of a process of a person taking care of his family financially is a Maisa of Stalka B'chal person going to work, spending eight hours of work, ten hours of work, he's being Oysik mm-hmm. and Stalka the whole time. He's taking care of his financial obligations to his wife and to his children. And a person who's preparing for that, as doing as well. Person is, that's also part of the process. It's like the Hekscher of this Ossistokas Bukholis. We'll Bucholes. He's be, my, he says, I'll touched up in a phenomenally powerful way, that the idea of the person taking responsibility to his family seriously and supporting them is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a mitzvah of that being said, that most people who go pursue a secular degree in some sort expect to get a fairly decent paying job. Whereas a person goes into the world of Kurdish, the pay is less. Um, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, now, so here's the challenge: What, what do you do when you have a situation where a person who's extremely talented, uh, be as as a rebbe, as a Makariv, as a rov, as a mashpia? But it's a it's a rocky road financially. And he says, you know, I prefer to take the more the more secure route financially because it's more comfortable. I said, I understand the cha- I understand the thought process. But are you really doing justice with, with the role? Why should I, sh- I shan put you in this work? And that's the idea that I shared with the eighth green boys. That the person has to realize that that just because that is. Seemingly, the the, the the easy easy route doesn't mean it's the right way. And yeah, it, yes, you do that. You get a get a degree, you get a job, and you know, you know in, a, in a normal financial climate, that that's that's a person gets gets a job, holds on to it, advances along, supports his family. He's not become wealthy. Wealthy, you want to become wealthy, you know that's that's guy's got to go into really high powered stuff, go into business, etc. But it's a, it's a, it's it's somewhat it's not an easy route. A person has to work hard, but, but it's not the same as taking responsibility for some people outside. Okay. So this idea that I shared with the, 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 the eighth grade, I had no idea whether the, the boys took how the boys received it. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a, freight, a, a direct head-on attack on what they're doing, etc. cetera. It was giving them food for thought. It was what I wanted to accomplish. It was food for thought. Seeing himself as part of a bigger picture, part of a part of call yourself, what's your, what's your responsibility as call call yourself? One young man, one of the whole class, uh, there, was, there was 18 boys in the class, so a very nice range of young men, came back to me three days later and said, Rebbe, should I not go to college? Uh, his name is Yaakov Goldwasser. Yaakov was just Sniffer nifter. that the, the, a chart up on the, on the, I put it up over there. Yaakov was just a nifter uh, week a little over a week ago, a week, two weeks ago, already. Um, and I said, "Jack, yeah, you're in eighth grade. We're not making a final decision right now." You know, but but he, he he took what I said, and he processed it. He didn't respond on the on the spot. He took He, he processed it. And he came back. and He wanted to discuss it. And one other time, just. I'll we'll come back to the first point, but I want to just give you an example. He's in eighth grade. He was 12 years old at the time. So, uh, I one time spoke about tefillah. I thought, well, tefillah is the act of a conversation between a person and his creator. So, you don't walk into your conversation, no, no, hello, hi, you want to talk to your creator. So, he came back to me a few days later. said, Rebbe, but in the conversation, you don't make long, very long pauses either. Hello. How are you? That's also strange. If you want to present it as a, as, as a conversation, it should be conversational. that I thought it was a very beautiful, fascinating thought. He, really, he was really thinking about what I, what I was saying. So I went through an achamoval. um... By the, by the, the family was sitting, and when I walked in, his sister, which I've never met before, she didn't know who I was. You know, excuse me, who are you, Elliot like, my brother, adored you. That was the first words that he said. And this is. He graduated in two thousand and two, so you know, a long time ago. She said that she remembers that. I can't. I tell you, I had no idea. I remember we had a nice relationship. That that, that that's a strong word. Uh, so it's a scary thing to me to realize you don't have no idea how much impact you're having on somebody, and that I think was the lesson. Lesson that I want to share with you is that you never know how much you're impacting somebody. Um, but he took these things. To, to, he would. He would take them. He wasn't the smartest kid in the class. There was definitely some really very smart kids in the class. Yaakov wasn't. Wasn't to the bottom. He was in the middle. But he thought things through and he would come back after a few days and discuss them. And this happened when we were learning, learning et etc. He asked me to speak for his Bermits. I spoke to his Bermits, too, by the Shabbosuda. I have no recollection of what I said, because um, <laughs> I might as well tell you already. Um, so it was one Woodside. They lived in Woodside, and we went to Woodside to stay with the Shkobis. Mr. Shkobi learns here in the morning with the, with guy. Um, and very close to the Jacobins, and so I got up to speak, so I have a gift, I have, to, like, have to, like, introduction, type of a line, etc. So I said, I have to tell you, I was really fascinated about what's going to happen. I was wondering what's going to happen, because when I went out with my wife, I stayed with the Jacobins, so I stayed with the Jacobins, the first time I stayed with them and I got a wife. Second time I stayed with the Jacobins, I got a job. I stayed with the when I came to my problem. So you heard me by the Jacobins the third time, I'm wondering, What am I going to get? Right. So this is how I started my, my, my speech. So I instead of so standing in front of the whole zebra. I got a podium, the chance. That's what I said. Then I set my dress or whatever it was. I sit down, and Mr. Jacobi says to me, um, Robert Rangold, I said, uh-oh, oh, that Robert Rangold says, Robert Bartowicz is planning a sabbatical for next year, and your name has been floated as a possible substitute rabbi, rabbi for the year. And you just basically like sort of like claim the podium for yourself in front of the whole shul. At that point in time, I remember nothing else what I said. Like, oh my gosh, I made an absolute fool out of myself in front of the whole shul. They thought I was like advocating for my position. I mean, like, really in a in a not appropriate way, <laughs> oh man! But um, that, that's what it was, you know, that's what it was, I couldn't, ta- couldn't take it back. Uh, it, it wasn't irrelevant. relevant, I work on Shabbos, over here in Yeshiva, wasn't even relevant to be there in Shabbos, I couldn't be in two places, at once, you know. the same with Rabbi, about not working on Shabbos, I don't understand, rabbis work on Shabbos all the time, do you work on Saturday, I work on Saturday. Um, but he asked me to speak, and I, apparently the, the, there was a connection there. Which I think was stronger than I realized. I mean, I, I, clearly from her language. Uh, but so that's. But, but he thought these things through. And he thought through, like, what is my role in Klius? Where do I fit into Klius? what? How am I supposed to f- figure that out? Klius is given the Torah. And it's given by Lashon Yachid, and So the Rishon points point out that Lashon Yachid functions in two ways. Klai Yisrael as a unit is said spoken to Lashon Yachid. Rishon speaks to all of Klai Yisroh as Klai Yisrael, That's speaking to a unit. It's, a, it's, it's, not, it's not plural. Um, but the matter says over here that that the the, the divir, each Tiber that came out of Kodesh Baruch Hu came to each individual person. It, traveled, and came to him and spoke to him and says, I'm your God. You, singular. Do you, do you individually? Uh, are you gonna to Kabbal, my, my dear So, the, and each member of Klai's took their responsibility to Kaddish Baruch The Russian was, we were in Machus Malchus, We have responsibilities to Kaddish Baruch So it's not about us. It's about, it's, it's an act of Kabbalah, Malchus, Shemayim. The tufa, that one does that best, it has a fascinating letter. The name of the letter is Kiyisa Qiyisob in the Uruv, Adem the Uruv. So the, the, postage, you know, the way people learn the POSIX simply is that the Uruv is a time where people are excited and roused, etc., and you can go anywhere, and even so, he's macabre to help. Like, even though he's in such a tkufa, he's make <coughs> all of the rub and mainly he has the mailah, he has it the his whole life. He says it's a mistake. And the Uruv is that, that time of of his khadshus, of excitement, it's a person developing who they are. And that's the best time in life to make cabal that all. Because you can make that all with with a real commitment, with a real excitement, because that's the kufa. You're sort of searching out who you are and defining who you are. Uh, we saw Salanta in the Islam, and he says in the in Israel, he says that the main change that people make in their life takes place during the the, the age of the teenhood and the, 20, and the 20s. By the time a person is 30, he's pretty much set in his ways. The people are going to make major changes in how they are and how they, what they, what life is about, etc. Are rare, extremely rare. That happens. We have a Rekiba at the age of 40. Um, but the Iker... To, this is the Tukufa where a person is f- defining themselves and and defining their role in Klai yisrael, defining the the, the role into kavush and they're being accountable. That all oh, they're seeing what and going back to the, the original question, it's very important that that should be a time of purity, that the person should have the clarity, the, the a clear hashkafa of what life is about, so they can at that point in time think through what their role should be and and set themselves on that path. Uh, and that's one of the challenges, I think one of the challenges which people have going to college is there's overt statements which are k question I can occasionally get to meet in a call up, you know, they're in this, this is class, the teacher raised said a certain point, is it happy courses, is it not happy courses, is it Et etc. But then there was this covert type of this, it's, it's, almost, it's almost subconscious statement about what's important in life. So had a comment. said, you go into economics class, and the underlying thought process of everybody in that class is money's importance. That's just the way it is. Well, what is your stuff about money? If you, just, if you don't think about what your stuff about what it is, you're going to absorb that thought process. Without even thinking about it, you're going to start seeing the world from that from that vantage point. But if a person has, has is very very spends time understanding what, why the world shall create the bria, why did he put man in this world, what does he expect from man, what does he want us to do? If the person has a clarity about that. So Yakovino says, uh, Yeshli Kaw, and they says, Yeshli ra, Tup Shaltim, and before she what Yeshli ra means. Some say, or she says, I have more than I need. I can give it away. And that sounds like a beautiful statement. Yaakov says, I have as much as I need. Yaakov well, wasn't a poor man. He says, You have as much as you need. He says, I understand that everything which is given to me was given to me for some way to enhance my Baris Hashem. So I have nothing extra. Part of my Baris Hashem is to give. To share. That's part of what to share, that's part of what the purpose of life is. Is to be a giver. I don't have extra, I don't have money to waste. Just spend on whatever. I think through, is this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Now, Talzorov has a where he says that if a person would try and do that, when I mean, he's not holding them a drag or really handling it, it's going to become over, overburdensome. Like every single decision you're going to make, you're going to sit there, and, you know, you're, you're not going to handle it. You need a certain amount of leeway. That you feel comfortable, you're like, I don't have to sit there and am I allowed to spend these two dollars right now in my my, my and Hashem? You know, you're gonna go out of your mind. But an overall Hashkafa that understand that that's what it means, that's a relationship to the Bria. The is kalim for Vadis Hashem. It's not the purpose. Science is a cleave for Vadis Hashem. The, the person studies literature. Literature has, has a purpose. Literature is is the ability of human beings to find a way to express deep emotions and deep feelings, and find a way to express it, a probe the different challenges that characters have, individuals have. Fiction has a tremendous advantage over nonfiction. Or whether you can't say nonfiction, you can't remember what the, what was he thinking? I don't know. I can't write it. I can sit and contemplate what he was thinking and why he did it. I can make almost anything I want. I can convey a tremendous amount of depth of the human psyche. That could be a perverse understanding of depending what you're, who your writer is. Or it could be a tremendous insight into, into man. But, okay, so I've learned how to express that. And I'm not going to get that from learning, studying a, a piece of information. People may be, maybe good, I can't. But, but, so, but why am I doing that? What's, why is that important? What what should I do to do with that? Because it helps me express, understand myself better. It helps me express, helps me under, help somebody else understand themselves better. It helps me give over with a clarity, like an idea. It has a role. It has a It's not because you've studied this, you are a better person. You you are now. A, 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 why in the world does college require that the person has to take take, you know, some of these courses? Because the the goal of college was to make a person into a gentleman. We don't need to be made into the gentleman. We, 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 Baruch Hashem, we have our own places of how to make us in the gentleman. We need information. Right? It would be very nice. You, you, go, you go to trade school, you go to some of the junior colleges, they, they give you courses on what you need to know to live, to, 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 to make a pronounce. 100%. I don't need to hear, you know, Professor Almony, Plessis has opinions about what's, a, you know, morality. I, I mean, I need to know I need how to respond to it. But, Believe me, he's not sharing you know, the Ramamshita. And that's the challenge. Some of you go to college, some of you will go to college. Right? And you have, you, you, you have to have a depth and a clarity to yourself before you do that. That you play a tremendous role in the purpose of, of the Bria. And you're not getting it from these people. The person was giving it to you the Torah is giving to you, what you, the swarm that you're learning, the rebellion that you're hearing, the individuals that you're, you, that you're, you're going to to clarify, to discuss, and you need to have a, pipe, a, a, a pipeline to somebody that you can go and ask. I, I heard this thing, it doesn't sound right, is it correct, is it incorrect? But even the things that are, you're, you're, are not clear, that that's not just enough. You have to have a clear understanding of the role of kleosil the, 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 the college campuses, not all of them, but many of them are very confused about the role of Klai Israel. It's not a positive view of it. Klai is the Orla Amin. Klai Israel is the, is, is the, the Aminifkar. Klai Israel is the nation which has brought so much, so much clarity to the world, so much purpose to the world, so much function to the world. And Har what Matter says, is called it's called Har Its name is Har It's called Har because the Muslim are jealous of Klai Israel. And that's why there's hatred to Klai Yisra. the Yor, the world, The hatred to Klai Israel started by Har It's not a new, anti-Semitism is nothing new. What's new to us is that we didn't live in it. We didn't really understand the depth of it until recently. A person has to have that clarity. I uh, just uh, uh, want we'll, to we'll veer off into a different point. So I, I mentioned, I have the Mishnahist, the, the, the chart was over there, I recreated it over here. Um, Russian mother, some, meanwhile, some other points have been taken. Um, it could be a trend This the Suryaka, with somebody who was able to take to take Mishnahist. In that vein, the yeshiva every year has, um, for Yom they, they she was undertaken to com- complete Shishasiddhi Mishnah. Um, usually we did it in conjunction with Rabbi Enema's as well, They overlapped in her. So, um Enema is a name to, at this point to you. To, to talk about it, make, we used to make a Yortzai suda and talk about Rabbi at this point in time. It's it's, it's in the distant past, uh, almost, the way things travel nowadays. Um, so to make a whole, so we're not we're not, not going to do it the, the same task as we usually, usually do. Uh, but that it should be a, that the every, every word of the Torah that you're learning in this building is in is The a, idea is was a person should learn something specifically, the Nishmasa is a beautiful thing. And then people should undertake to learn Mishnayis, the Nishnayas, the early that were killed in the six the 6 million, which were killed in the Holocaust. it's um, something which she was done every year. Uh, so whoever can undertake that as well, we'll probably put up a chart for that, uh, just putting that into your thought process. Um, what's the idea behind learning Mishnahis nice for some of you? How does it work? So Marsha Shita is that how does my learning accrue to him? Like, the child his learning accrues to his father because he's here because of his father. A godal who's played the, the role of creating an institution, so everybody's learning because of him so the learning accrues to him. He's, he's a catalyst for that. Says that This individual has to be a catalyst for learning as well. The person has to take, because of their zekra, I'm going to be spending time learning. The person takes, to have an hour to learn today. I'm learning an hour anyway. I'll dedicate it to him. Remersion holds doesn't work. It means that the person added something. Because I want to make it for this neshama, I want to add a little bit extra. I'll learn an extra two minutes, extra three minutes. I learn an extra few Mishnayas, which I wouldn't have done otherwise. So then this person was the catalyst for you to learn. That's how he, the, the, the act of your learning accrues to the, the nifter. Um, that's what Mershava stands others disagree that you can sort of transfer however that works so it gives a kinyonim and how it works in chamaim the transfer of out from one person to the other it's a fascinating question which the people grapple with but that's where understands sure stands in. so the, the thing which is is that you find a little bit extra time because you have this responsibility so you'll learn a little bit extra by breakfast or by lunch or after warfare, or before you go to bed put a next to your bed a on a before you go to bed that's a beautiful thing, that this individual's patira was a re- catalyst for you to try and bring more Torah into the world. Right, so um Yaakov's uh the Shammah should have an aliyah. Uh it wasn't meant to be hespit, just you know, it's these thoughts which are percolating inside of my head, partially due to the, the fact that he was here, so I wanted to share them with you. I hope it should be in the first of And uh and that should be catalyst that we should talk to think about what we're learning. What we're, don't run to ask right away, but to absorb, to think, to, and to think about it, and then come back with an honest, deep question. It um, shows that you're really given a thought. And that's a tremendous lesson that Yaakov taught me 20, uh, 25 years ago.